John chapter 5 through 13. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? This he said to prove him, for he was himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few minutes on the thought. The blessing is in the basket. The blessing, look at your neighbor and say, Your blessings in the basket. Look at him and say, Your blessings in your basket. Lord, I love you. Thank you for what you've done and bringing us safely. Those that have come from far, those that have come from near. Lord, it is not coincidental. There's no luck or happenstance, not chance, but truly the Spirit of God that has brought us to this house at this time. As I stand before your great people, Lord, the people of the Most High God, the people that call you Father and you call sons and daughters. I pray, Father, that you would speak through me. You would anoint my lips uh, to speak boldly and clearly the simple word that you've given me for these great people. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Uh, and everybody said, in Jesus' name. Come on, say it like you know who he is. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands. Uh, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can be seated if you promise to stand back up when I say something true. God's good. (laughs) I've got something scribbled here. Someone I was going to say something nice about. Must not be God's will. I can't read my own writing. But I really do love everybody. The blessings in the basket. There's so many miracles in the Bible that take place that are exciting to read. And yet only one miracle uh, receives mention in all four of the Gospels. Um, The resurrection of Lazarus uh, can only be found in John. Jesus healing By the hem of his garment takes place in Matthew, Mark. Jesus walking on water is recorded in three, Matthew, Mark, and John. However, the miracle of Jesus multiplying five loaves and two fish is recorded in all four of the Gospels. Each Gospel records the story of a hungry crowd of 5,000 and there only being five loaves and two fishes uh, to feed them. uh, now, I've heard, you know, it was 5,000 men, so that means there's probably, and, and there's some guys, man, they can get the number up to 50,000. But I think it's pretty cool, five feeding 5,000. <laughs> you know, like we don't have some exact, some numbers you don't have to exaggerate, friends. If you can take five pieces of bread and feed 5,000, you're pretty cool, amen? So I'm cool with the story just being 5,000, but we'll say 10 for all the people that want it to be bigger than what the Bible says. 
So there was 5,000 five pieces of bread and two fish. Now these loaves were not like a sunbeam or whatever name brand loaf you guys have here in, uh, in, in Arkansas. Uh, but they were, uh, uh, they were just like a, the size of a, of a man's hand, more like a, a biscuit. So he didn't have five big old loaves of bread. He had five biscuits. And the fish were not the, the kind of fish you tell me you catch that I've never seen a picture of. You know what I mean? Like you, you photoshopped that bass. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it was, they, were, they were small. Perhaps uh, we would compare them more to a, a little sardine. So you got a dude with five biscuits and two sardines. Seems like little. But little is much. When God is in it. Y'all must have a lot more than I do, because that gets me excited. Whether it's a rod in the hand of Moses, or it can part the Red Sea, or it's just a little stone in the sling of a shepherd boy, it can still kill the giant. Whether it's just a little hope that's left at camp meeting, little is much when God is. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you came to camp meeting lacking, but no, you're here and you've got so something's gonna happen to you in the next few days that come on that's gonna define and perhaps redefine your entire life little is much but God is you ought to say I don't have a big praise but I can give him a I, you, you might not have the strength to, to do a cartwheel but maybe you could just do a, a head bob maybe you could just do a, a little clap maybe maybe it's just a little a little I, I don't know, but but if you could just do something, little is much, little is much when God, oh come on, y'all waiting for the good part, it's about as good as it gets, hey, he's about to take what you came to camp meeting with, and he's about to make it great, oh, somebody ought to shout hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This boy, he's, he's probably 15 to 18 years old. We don't know. It don't matter. There's lots of things we, uh, we can read in the Bible and learn from the Bible. And yet there's other things that are left out of the Bible. So we look quickly tonight as we learn from the things that were left out of the story. The little boy was used by God. It's interesting. The Bible does not give us his name. It does not give us his parents' name. Some of us think that God cannot use us because of our heritage or where we come from. And yet, just on the other side of the coin, there's the dude that thinks he can be used because of who his parents are. Hey, Junior, I don't care. I don't care if your dad's the district superintendent of the this or that and the other than the secretary or the president and your cousin, nephew's uncle. Come on, I've had people introduce me. I don't even know their name. I just know their family tree. Like that's going to impress me or something. And that's how you come to God thinking that because so-and-so's your cousin's nephew's uncle's great brother's bishop, that you're going to be blessed. But let me tell you something. It doesn't matter if your dad's a prophet or a painter. It doesn't matter. Come on, young people. I've come to tell somebody you, you've been hanging your destiny upon who your daddy was. Who cares? La-di-da. So what? It doesn't matter. Tonight, can't be in 2016. i got to make up my mind. I'm here for me. Just for you. There's a blessing not because 
said, yeah, some people, you know, some of the greatest preachers I've met, uh, they're, they're, they're not sanguine. Uh, they're introverts. Uh, God will use, it doesn't matter. And he, does, he doesn't tell us what he looked like. Does he have black hair or brown hair? Does he have blonde hair? I'm hoping he was balding. You know what I mean? He might have been bald. And that's in my mind, he's bald. Thank you, Jesus. All the bald men say, Amen. Hey, be proud of it, guys. Let's bind together. Balding, binding together. Praise God. Amen. We don't know what color his skin is. Uh, this, you know, the news can't, they can't write an article without telling us how tall he was, what color he was, where he's from, all this stuff. But the Bible don't tell us his education. We don't know if he had a degree. We don't know if he was from a Harvard University, if he was a high IQ, or if he's GED, high school dropout. We, we don't know. We don't know. We, we know. we don't know his name. We don't know his height. We don't know how much money he had or where he's from. We don't know who his parents are, his skin color, his personality type, or his skill set. We don't know his goals in life, his aspirations or dreams. You know why we don't know? Because it doesn't matter. All we know is what he did have in a little basket. We know he had five pieces of bread and two little fish. You spend, we spend so much time worrying about what we don't have. So much time invested on all the things that we lack. And you came to camp and it overwhelms you as you look around at this big building and you come on somebody. But if God needed what you about this and I think man think of all the other things that could have happened what I think is odd is you got 5,000 men and out of 5,000 people or 50,000 people you've got one dude with bread I'm like I can't believe out of 5,000 ain't one other dude one other lady got some food with him. So I'm thinking, what on earth? Surely they can. But you know, you got to know there was five fish. It was five pieces of bread and two little fish. And they didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have them Yeti coolers. They brought me this Yeti cup. Keeps the ice cold seven days. That's the slowest drinking person I've ever met in my life. Seven days to drink. Like, my goodness, man, I drink it in about seven seconds. And when you refill it, go ahead and put some more ice in it. You know what I mean? It's that thousand dollars for a... My goodness, man. You, that's crazy. He didn't... If you got a Yeti cooler, man, you the man. You got yourself an overpriced thing to keep ice. My, we are blessed in America. Pay a thousand dollars to keep our ice. I mean, come on, somebody. Yeti, my. 
He didn't have a Yeti cooler. He had a basket. It's hot. Got two fish. Now, I don't know about you, but it gets hot. Fish. I guarantee you, he was sitting all by himself at the camp meeting. You know what I mean? Why ain't nobody sitting next to that dude? <laughs> you ain't believe. <laughs> Have you smelled it? Smells like I can imagine the dude sitting next to him saying, "My goodness, dude, what? What is wrong with you? You stink." Well, I gotta hold on to these fish. Well, come on, man, I threw them out. Just I threw them out when they started smelling bad. I. I just, I, they, no, hey, look around. Nobody else got fish. Nobody else got bread. Nobody else is doing that. Nobody, everybody else has already tossed out the fish. Everybody else already tossed out the bread. It's not that big of a deal. Why, 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 are, you, why are you holding on to that? Look, well, I got to hold on to it because my mama said, she said, it, that, son, whatever you do, uh, don't get rid of the bread and don't get rid of the fish. Uh, I don't know why she said it was so important, uh, but I'm feelings. Hey friend, I'm just going to be honest with you. I care more about my salvation than I do your feelings. And the Pokemon, I've come to tell somebody God's going to find the church that's held on to worship. They've held on to dancing and aisle running. Pew jumping. They've held on to screaming and shouting. They're still worshiping. They're still running. They're still rolling on the floor. Hey, it might not seem important to you. Step out in the aisle. Start dancing like your daddy danced. Shout like your 
You know, all the other pastors, they let their ladies wear this and look like that and paint the wrong. Come on, somebody. We just trim it a little. It don't matter no much. I mean, everybody else is doing it. And we are like in the, in the, in the circle of Christianity. There, nobody wants to hang out with us. But hey, we can identify just fine with the little boy sitting there with our basket. Sin, maybe nobody wants to sit next to me. Maybe I'm ostracized in my community. Maybe they don't let me sit on the council of the brethren of my city. But I'm not letting go of holiness. had somebody just clap your hands like it's 1982 like the blessing still come on come on elder how did you clap when you got the holy ghost in 75 the blessing still works it still works feel the holy ghost Tell somebody we're not letting go. I don't care what your neighbor said. I don't care what you, what, what Charisma Magazine said. I don't care what they're writing. There is a people. There are men that still believe here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. There is still. My goodness, if that don't get y'all excited, I'm sorry. Y'all in for a long week. I said there's still a church. And you're standing with both your feet planted in a place that believes you must be born again of the water and the spirit. Or you cannot enter the kingdom of God. That you must be baptized solely in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. That you've got to receive the Holy Ghost. And the evidence of that reception will be a new tongue. You've got to live holy and separated from the world. We believe a man looks like a man, a woman looks like a woman. Well, come on, somebody. see any hankies pulled out that must mean y'all ain't sweaty you can't come on i'm already like 18 minutes in this message some of y'all ain't sweating yet what you doing we're kidding we're having church here ladies and gentlemen get your hanky out and start shouting till you got some sweat coming down your brow hey come on i said get your hanky out a little bit you ought to be sweating by now come on hey i'm 35 i've been this my whole life we run we shout we dance we sweat our tie gets crazy almost done ain't gonna be much longer he had he had five thousand people five pieces of bread two little pieces of fish 
How many? Y'all go and sit back down like... Man, I wish I was y'all. I wish I could sit down. I got to stand the rest of the time. It ain't really fair, is it? But that's how we treat the preacher nowadays. He stands, we sit on padded pews, and if it's not the right temperature, my God, we're going to let everybody know. <laughs> you know, Jesus, in his day, he sat down, and y'all stood up. But this is the philosophy of Christianity today, that the pastor's here to serve you. The truth is, he's here to serve God. I don't want a preacher that's out for me to be pleased. I want a preacher that's out to please God. I said, I want a man of God that wants to please God. I want a pastor that's more afraid of God than he is my little mean text message. I said, I want a preacher that's more fearful of God than he is my Facebook status or my Twitter feed. Hey, somebody, I want a man that'll preach the truth. You know, it might sound old-fashioned, but it works. Come on, the blessing ain't in some charismatic dude that's here to comfort you. The blessing's in a little old basket that's been handed down to us from generation to generation. five pieces of bread how many did he need how many did he need did he did he really need five pieces of bread to feed five thousand yeah he did yeah he did if he didn't need them all he wouldn't have taken them all i can imagine because that's the principle that's how god works see i can imagine andrew coming by little boy He's like, I got some bread. Well, man, I noticed you sitting over here by yourself, everybody making fun of you. Yeah, they're not going to be making fun of you for very long, though. You're going to be the only one recorded in the Bible. You're going to be the one only, and every, every, and every gospel will record you because nobody remembers the dudes that don't give it all. story. You know the dude that gets the stories is the dude that's shouting, running, dancing, heartbroken, but he's giving it all. That's the, hey, you want to go down as a legend? You want to go down in history as great? Give it all! Five. You, the little boy's like, hold on now. 
You think you're going to feed 5,000 with five pieces of bread? Now, this little boy's got some faith. He's like, man, if you think that Jesus can feed him with five, I'm sure he could do it with four. Now, he can do it with five, then I can believe he can do it with four. So I'm just going to keep one for me, just in case it don't work out. I'm just going to keep one pair of pants in case it don't work out. Just going to keep a li- just one CD in case it don't work out. I- I'm not going I- to lose my voice completely in case it don't. Hey, let me tell you something. It ain't going to work out. It ain't going to work out if you came to church and you, you, you got a little, little in reserve just in case the G. one loaf and say watch this is what we're going to do so you don't have to be worried about giving it all now the miracles didn't start until the basket was empty I've come to preach to somebody a little rock camp meeting the basket's empty you've walked into this room You've been through hell, you've been through high water. You walked into this place drained. You've been through so much, you've been, you've been, it's like there's nothing left to give. I, I have them tell it to me all the time. This world is draining ministry. I've got, preacher, they're sucking me dry. I've got nothing left. You ought to put your hands together because you're right. You're right. Right where the multiplication starts. He's talking. 
the story. I'm almost done, maybe. I'll be done when y'all are done. Whenever you're ready to get your blessing, you go ahead and just get it. He started multiplying. All of a sudden, they start picking up the leftovers. Where's my disciples at? Come on, start picking it up, disciple. You're picking up leftovers all across this building. They're picking it up. They're picking up leftovers. Uh, there's you going to go home. See, God don't just fill cups. My cup runneth. <laughs> all of a sudden, Jesus standing up on the stage at camp meeting. And there's the little boy. And there's... How many we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Woo! Twelve. Now I've always been taught twelve baskets were for the twelve disciples. But the disciples didn't contribute anything. They couldn't even believe. See, he didn't just multiply the bread, he multiplied the basket. And the basket wasn't for the disciples. The basket was for the little boy. And when he went home from camp meeting that night. He said, come on, guys. I'm going home. I got to, hey, let's go home. You ain't going to believe what happened to me. You ain't going to believe it can't be in 2016. You ain't going to believe how it went down. I went up there and I dumped my basket out. Hey, look. Oh, mama. Mama. Mama, you ain't going to believe what happened. You ain't going to I cherished what you gave me, Mom. Now I know. I know why you gave me the basket, Mama. Received. I don't care how empty you are. It doesn't matter how empty you are tonight. You can give it all. I'm preaching to a mama. You got a little sardine in the bottom of your purse. You got a little backup plan in the back of your mind. And you visit it every once in a while. Well, you know, I still, at least I've still got that little, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do, because I'm preaching to you. But you know what you've been living with? You've been living with regret. I'm preaching to somebody who's been coming this thing for years. I've been preaching to you for years. You sit about the same spot every time. Do about the same thing every time. And get about the same thing every time. And you go home, you're like, man, I, I wonder what would have happened if I'd have just... Maybe I should have done that crazy dance he was talking about. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have cared so much what my friend that's a carnal idiot thinks anyway. Just run up there and get my blessing anyway. Maybe I should. You've been, you've been regret. Hey, let me tell you something. You'll regret what you leave in the basket. When you step from time 
into eternity, you'll, you'll regret what you didn't give at this camp meeting. I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but I read it once from a man named Bill Borden. He uh, was 21 years old back in the early 1900s, and he was one of the richest, one of the richest families in North America. And his, uh, his calling came, he was 21 years old, to be a missionary to Brazil, and so he answered the call. He said, you know what, I'm going to go. He gives away all of his money, all of his money. In the back of his Bible, the evening after he had given away all of his money, he writes the words, no reserves. His father the next day calls him in, the president of Borden Company calls him in and says, son, you're 21 years old, I'm offering you the presidency of the company. If you will, stay in North America. You've given away all of your trust fund money, but I will return it back, we'll, we can build it back up. You're 21, you'll be the president of the largest, wealthiest company. He turned it down, he said, God's called me to be a missionary to Brazil. He turned down the presidency one of the largest companies in North America and that night in his Bible he wrote under no reserves he wrote no retreats he set sail within a month to Brazil where he would build countless churches and orphanages helping many till five years later at the young age of 26 he contracts a deadly disease and with weeks he's dead they return his Bible to his parents. They flip through it and arrive at the final page. There they read, no reserves, no retreats. And in the faint handwriting of a dying boy, it said, no regrets. When I leave this camp meeting, I'm walking out without any regrets. I'm not leaving anything on the table. Nothing's going to be left in the basket. I will have danced until my legs could dance no more. I will have shouted until my voice could scream no louder. I will have clapped until I have exuded all of my energy. But I... Somebody by the hand and say, baby.